Hey everyone and welcome to our God of War 3 edition of Spoiler Alert. Uh, that's right, we're finally doing God of War 3. So yeah, it's been uh, two, 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 three months now since it came out, but uh, we're doing it. So hey, uh, to help me with this, you know, epic task, I've got Kip Pietro Antonio, our feature writer. Say hi. Hi. What's <laughs> up? <laughs> and a special guest, Bennett the Sage from ThatGuyWithTheGlasses.com. Did I get that right? Uh, yeah, you got it right. But really, am I all that special? You guys keep me on a leash until you need me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, as always, our favorite news editor, Gavin. As always, I love that. Thank you for the caveat. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, we're talking about God of War 3. It's this big, epic game, uh, you know, about Kratos, who's this angry, pissed-off demigod who wants to kill, basically, the entire Greek... Um, Greek uh, Olympian, pantheon. yeah, pantheon, and uh, and just to kick it off, let's just talk about the story in general. What you thought about, uh, you know, how everything progressed uh, compared to the f- uh, second and first game, um, Kevin. Um, well, I thought you know the entire game was kind of structured in a way that would streamline the story process. I mean, he, um, the entire game has you climbing up Mount Olympus, so it kind of it's a bit more restrictive than most of the games where you kind of travel all over the place. Although. Um, generally, I've, I've never really paid attention to this story. It was just epic um, bravado. So it just kind of continued along that path. Uh, you know, Kratos yells, celebrity voice cast, and kills things. So <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm satisfied with it. But then again, I wasn't going expecting, you know, Homer. Yeah. I think, Kip, you're, you're a guy that follows the story a bit more. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think what they did, uh, they ran into a big issue. And they ended God of War 2 on, you know, on the giant note of him climbing up Mount Olympus with the Titans. Because then they probably came to the realization in part 3, oh my god, we need to start the game with that part. And then from that point on, they were kind of like, oh, the biggest possible thing that could happen has to happen in the first 10 minutes of the game. And then we have to fill 9 more hours in. Hmm. So I think that's kind of what happened, and, and you can kind of, I, I don't know, I actually, I love the game and stuff, but I actually did feel like the storytelling was a little bit lazier this time around, that they, they relied on a lot of the same stuff from God of War 1, and I, I can see what they were trying to do, they, they were trying to pull everything full circle, but I, I just didn't feel like the story had enough enough depth, like kind of like what Gavin said, in order to pull the full circle routine, you know? So mm. I don't know how anybody else felt like that, but that's what I felt like. So I kind of felt like they, you know, you mentioned that they did the big stuff at first. Uh, but, you know, the way, you know, they had this grandiose, huge, epic, you know, big scale uh, fight with Colossus and, and Poseidon. And even though that was sort of huge, really what's, what God of War is about is getting, you know, Upgrading the weapons in the gameplay part, aspect, at least, it's it's about being able to do this hugely impressive stuff. And and although you do have some of that stuff in in the beginning, I actually I think you have all of that stuff in the beginning. Uh, you don't really know how to do it unless you specifically remember from the second game, and even then they change it up some. So I think I still felt like there was this nice progression of events uh, as you upgraded along with the gameplay. Bennett, do you have any well, ideas so on the story? Guess, uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. The, the story, to me, was uh, kind of a purely secondary, as, as far as the gameplay is concerned. It was a carrot-on-the-stick sort of a moment. 
of, uh, you know, you just gotta kill Zeus, you know, fuck everything that comes in your way, gotta kill that Zeus. Mm. You know, you, you almost <laughs> got to him in, like, ten minutes, but then he's gonna, like, no way, I'm freaking Zeus, you're gonna fall into Hades, and you're gonna lose all the powers you gained in the second game. You know, it's basically what they did in uh, God of War 2 in reference to 1. So, yeah. you know, I kind of expected that. You know, it's, it's sort of become like a hallmark of the God of War series, um, although you can't exactly call it a pattern because there's only been three games. But as sure. far as the actual story is concerned, I felt like at times, you know, relying on Kratos' slain family uh, during the third game it seems a little... I don't know, like, too little, too late. It should have been... If they were going to do that, they had to do it in the second game. Because, you know, at least it doesn't feel like Kratos is dwelling too much on it. But when you're calling it back on the third game, when it feels like in the second game it was a non-issue, like he managed to get past that, you know, in some respects, it just feels like, uh, oh, you're still on that? Dead family. I mean, I've got two Mm. words for you. (laughs) Ubon.org. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, and Ben, I think you got—I think you got a really great point, especially around the fact that, like, the very loose connection between Pandora and Kratos's daughter, like, oh my God, he sees her, but he reminds him of his daughter. So at first he doesn't give a shit, but after he sees her, then he—you know what I mean? It was just—it was like, is he that stupid? Where he's actually literally confusing the two? Like, how come all of a sudden he gives a shit? I don't know. It just—he one eighty yeah. in the story, and I think that was very strange. Yeah, so, and, 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 and and that's that happens, I think, literally an hour after he kills her father at Pastus. So, uh, it's, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> and she doesn't seem too upset about that, even though she apparently loved her father very dearly. She doesn't really care that Kratos killed him. Uh, I guess she doesn't I don't think know. she knows, though. She doesn't know. Yeah. yeah. But I think, still, it's strange. She would have thought he would be sort of... Uh, have mixed feelings about that. Yeah, a little I, bit creepy between her, her. A little bit creepy yeah. between her and her dad. Just a little creepy. Anybody else feel that? <laughs> well, the fact that that a little pedophilic. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that the dad is always trying to recreate her and literally, you know, creates her out of bronze, I guess, or something. So <laughs> yeah, a little, a little creepy. <laughs> yeah. So. It's just keep, keep in mind it's ancient Greece. They they had sex with anything. Literally, people were turning into cows to get laid. I mean, mm. it, it it it's Greece. <laughs> what what can you do? Yeah. But I I think in terms I mean, of the the whole family thing, I think it's a difficult story point to come with because you don't want to go through the game entirely with Kratos just have just going through this bloodlust because otherwise it's very it's difficult to associate with them and I think the they had a problem because if they didn't do, if they didn't put in the family at all people won't remember why he's doing it um, I think th- that's why you have to that's why the only reason a singular motivation storyline works to be constantly updated and reiterated with the with the reason for this this journey and I just don't think they pulled it off well enough and I just think they kind of dug themselves into a hole with any kind of implementation of the family at all. I don't know how they would actually put them in without it seeing kind of slack-jawed and haphazard. I think, well, um, yeah. in the beginning... Because of- it wasn't in the second game, or at least it wasn't in the, uh... It wasn't a prevalent... It wasn't as prevalent as it was in the third game. It just sort of came out of nowhere. It just felt like it was... True. It would have been better... It would have been better had it was just a bloodlust sort of, I am going to kill you no matter how long it takes, sort of like Cape Fear, mm. sort of a, yeah. Robert De Niro's gonna get you, no way he's gonna <laughs> touch it. I mean, 
I get the feeling in the second and the third game, especially the first half of the third game, that Kratos is really this... Uh, I think even the mention in the promos that, you know, he, he would say stuff like, I will have chaos. He's really a lot more just about destroying everything in blind rage. It's not like he has some sort of specific direction in life towards why he wants to do True, that. and that may have been the direction they were... That, that would be the main direction, and I agree with that. I would agree with both Bennett and Moss for that. But then the problem is, don't put in the family at all. Yeah, exactly. The, I, I, I just... Yeah. If that's the way they're going, and I think that it, is, they just they just tried to have it all. They tried to have their cake and eat it too, and then they just ended up giving everyone well, a haphazard blowjob. It, so it, it makes... Like, it makes it I, made, I think that... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think that... I, But I think you guys can... I think we can conceptualize it a different way. I kind of felt like Kratos was already a time bomb, and the family thing is just what set it off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like it's just like this tidal wave that Kratos is just coming and can't be stopped and just building and building and building. And so, I mean, I don't really view the family as like... Because that's... I mean, that exact thing is what makes God of War so awesome. Is because, oh, you're not supposed to be killed... You're not supposed to be able to kill a god. Well, I'm just fucking Kratos and I'm going to cut his head off and we'll see if he can live after that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's just that blatant, gratuitous, like fuck you to the rules and that's what makes god of war so damn awesome yeah i mean <laughs> i mean <laughs> blades of chaos that's even the subtitle of a game <laughs> and he's all about chaos uh i think i think yeah. the family as you said it, it's it's like kratos is a ticking time and the family was a great initial motivator you know to killing Ares um in the first game it was awesome but then i sort of felt like uh you know Kratos just sort of lost control and I wanted that to keep going. I wanted him to be this blind killing machine, not really caring about anything. So the whole thing with Pandora kind of ruined that for me. Um, I get why they did that. I, I do think they needed... I, I think they wanted to to, to humanize Kratos a bit more, uh, but I don't think they uh, needed to do that. That was... You really... Uh, humanizing see, what, something what is talking? a dangerous move. It was... Yeah. Gavin, when I'm speaking, you do not speak, okay? Do we get that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> we have we have a history. We have a history. Yep. <laughs> but I think that was the problem that that really kind of dug down the story. What what they wanted to have a callback to the Greek mythology, right? But the thing about Greek myth is that these characters are not human. They're archetypes. They're constructs of human ideas and human characteristics, but not an amalgam of every kind of human characteristic. There, Kratos is blind rage. You know, mm. I am in chaos. That's what he is. It's not who he is. There isn't a who. It's a what. Yeah. Kratos isn't human. He's just an idea that humanity can kill off the gods. Mm. And that's it. And I think, you know, also if you go back, it, it's, it is kind of accurate towards Greek myth, because if you go back to uh, and read actual Greek myth, you know, that is exactly how they portray the gods. You know, Zeus, even though he is this god that everyone prays to, you know, would come down once in a while and rape a bunch of women. And so, you know, mm -hmm. that's how we got, you know, Hercules and Kratos. But <laughs> it's just... Uh, you make a good point. I mean, there's no need to humanize them. Uh, they they definitely felt the need in the game. I think they, they wanted to hit a certain demographic. But I do think, you know, the, the people who buy God of War 3 are the people who already played God of War 1 and 2. So I don't really see yeah. what... I, I don't think they need to capture, for example, the female audience with God of War. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Uh, <laughs> 
female audience of God's um, War. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's there's like one yeah, I think person they, that's I think ever they play heavily sword, but that's uh... yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh. um, you know, though, at the same time, if you you got to go back and put yourself in the state of mind of when you played God of War one, because I, I honestly think even though God of War one did have its just like gratuitous violence moments, it still had like a pretty good story. Like the the whole like white ash paints his body because of the dead family. And he climbs up um, Kronos to get into Pandora's box so he can defeat the God of War. I think that's more than just, like, this archetype of blind rage. I think there's, like, this human endeavor element that's in there as well, that he's just, like, overcoming every obstacle. And so, I don't know, to just simplify him down to just this, oh, he is rage, I think is, is, is an oversimplification. Now, if we're just talking about the third game... Yeah, I think that applies a little bit more. And I think that's because Which they have to are. keep amping up the epicness. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, we've got to look at the whole story coming to an end, you know? So. I mean, if you really think about it, out of all the three games, God of War 2 just seems to, you know, seems to stand out as, like, not quite belonging. I mean, if you look at the actual scope of the game, 3 was more of a callback of 1 than it was of 2, outside of it ducktailing off of 2. Yeah, I think I think you're pretty precise there. I mean, uh, you had this whole uh, thing with with God of War two. Actually, you have it with most second entries in games, where um, where it's sort of this build up to the third game, and you don't really see anything resolved in in the second entry of the t- series. So so you know naturally, God of War three is gonna you know beckon more to God of War one and answer more of the dile- dilemmas and, and resolve more of the conflicts from God of War one. And God of War two really yeah. just ramps it up. It's kind of like Halo. Yeah, Halo did that too. Same kind of strategy. Yeah, and Assassin's Creed 2, and basically every, you know, second entry in a tri- trilogy. But, uh, move it, try, let's, can we try to move on from uh, the story and talk merely about the ending, I think? The ending is a... Uh... Uh, actually, let's do that at the end, and let's talk a bit about the gameplay. Uh, because that's one yeah, of the... dumbass. Jeez, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think you know something that did improve a lot uh, from the first game to the second game was the gameplay, but for the third game, they didn't really do much, honestly, except for you know having more long-range weapons. It's, uh, it was, that's true, but exactly how they can improve. I'm sorry, <laughs> one is time. It was uh, the, the instead of having four uh, magical powers, they have like four weapons with their individual magical power, which you know feels a bit more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it feels like a more of a reason to use all the extra weapons that you got. Yeah. Sort of like how in you know in God of War one you had you know you had uh, you know blades of war you got you know, like, the blades that Ares gave you, but then why would you want to use like Artemis's blade at all? No, you, you you don't want to use it. You want to keep using the chain blades. So when God of War three says, "Well, why don't we give them a reason to use the other ones?" It's like, okay, why don't we give them an, an individual magical power? And it and each of it has a specific use. It's useful against a, a particular type of enemy, like the uh, the uh, glaives that uh, the Hercules glaives. Yeah. You were you know not only did you have to break Onyx with it, it was probably the best uh, area of effect weapon, at least the magic power against. Behind it, but best area of effect weapon. Also, you had to kill a bunch of guys that always blocked. You had to kill them with those yeah. huge claw thingies. Well, yeah. and I, I mean, know, the game, that, the, the, that, the, that, the, that infla, uh, just that infla 
uh, just that the use of the um, the what I don't know what you call it the attack where you throw the blades at him and then you pull toward him. I don't oh, know what yeah, you want to yeah. call that attack. But like I think that I mean basically to me that was what Devil Devil May Cry Four was trying to do with Nero's arm, and God of War yeah. just did it right. You know, I mean, that exact thing is, like, exactly what Nero was trying to do in uh, Devil May Cry 4. And I feel like they did that right. Plus the... Impl- uh, the oh, fucking hey, The using of... Uh, Amplification? What's it called? Yeah, I keep trying to say that word. I keep fucking it up. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Anyway, the... Uh, plus using the... Um, uh, the Hermes boots, which is just a blatant ripoff, to me, at least, of the Pegasus boots from Zelda. Anyway, but <laughs> the Hermes boots... Uh, was just so fucking awesome. Like mm-hmm. I, I really liked that weapon. I used it continuously throughout the end of the game. Yeah, so. especially after you upgrade it and you get the whole fire explosion thing. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That was like so cool. That was so cool. Oh my god. I would so. argue though that the whole uh, Paul thing from Dante's, uh, or not Dante's Inferno, but but Devil May Cry Four. It's exactly the same though. I mean, it works in both games exactly the same. Only, I mean, you have a little longer range in Devil May Cry, I think. But, uh, you know, it depends on the weapon in God of War. Uh, what I do think was interesting is that you could do that with every weapon. And if you actually you did that, you had the Hades Blades, uh, the Rippers, or, wh- or whatever it's called. Uh, there were yeah, certain- that was, I think that was the worst weapon. That was easily the worst weapon yeah. in the game. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, yeah no but, but they did give you a reason to use that because you could uh, defeat the uh, sirens, I think, a lot easier if you use that because you can actually rip their souls out. Yeah. I still use I other weapons. <laughs> yeah, I, they were so weak, though. They were just so damn weak. I updated, like, I sat there and upgraded those sons of bitches for so long, and it took me so long, and I was like, they're going to get more powerful, they're going to get more powerful, hmm. and they were just nothing to compare to the Cestus. Yeah, so. the Cessus is just awesome. Yeah. The Thunder Whip, though, that was... Uh, I think it was, you could pretty much keep yourself airborne for, like, minutes at a time if you just kept using the, <laughs> like, swirkling web. You could practically fly. Kratos could practically fly if you just spam spam those fast enough. Yeah, and the thing with those is yeah. you could actually attack uh, enemies on the ground from the air, and I thought that was just God. really useful. That... That whole portion of the game with Hera was so good. Yeah. That, that whole portion oh, of the game was so well done. The voice acting, the, the the puzzles, just how it looked, everything was just so well done during that portion of the game. Uh, you know the uh, the oh, yeah. labyrinth uh, itself uh, with all the cube yeah. stuff. Did that uh, remind anyone of the cube movies? Oh yes! Oh my God! Yes, yes yeah. dude! Oh dude! Freaking hypercube! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the you know, I never saw the movie. Guy. So. They're actually pretty good, <laughs> you actually. You should, admit it. You, yeah, you should definitely check them out. Nice, nice. But I think I don't think that's the topic we want to talk about. Yeah, just uh, think, stay uh, away from Cube Zero, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I really liked about the weapons is just being able to switch them on the fly, which uh, which made me really happy. Which is the use of the D-pad. That was that was probably my biggest gameplay advancement. That I'm like, yes, Thank I approve you. of this. Thank you, Devil May Cry Four, for getting everyone else to do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what, about, what about the quick time events? Did, are those getting old for you guys? I, I didn't feel like they got old. I thought oh, they I thought it was awesome. I think well, I mean, there is a right way. There was a right way and a wrong way to use quick time events. I mean, this is the era of quick time events. Hmm. The era Indeed. of making people care to watch the cinematics, if you will. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. there is a right way and a wrong way. And the right way is God of War, God of War, and let's face it, you know, Heavy Rain. And the yeah. wrong way 
is everything else. I guess the the, the latest game I played to use it incorrectly was Lost Planet Two. Oof. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think and I felt like the, the Force Unleashed was pretty bad too. I felt like I, th- I think as soon as you give players uh, the ability to associate. Uh, you know what button that they want to press without actually looking at the the, the prompt. You know, with Heavy Rain, they did it with uh, with context sensitive. Uh, so y- you always had to press X if if it, you were going to punch someone or something like that. And with God of War, they did it with you know square was always on the left and you know circle was always on the right and etc. Yeah, and it, it, and oftentimes it it didn't force you over the head to memorize. It was a yeah. very natural seeming kind of evolution of memory. And the action always corresponded with it, which made you even pay attention to the action more, which made it seem more epic. So the quick, uh, the quick time events were always in service of themselves, which is the exact way that you need to do quick time events. Only I do. So th- I, I don't know how they can improve them anymore. I do think they could, you know, get rid of the whole uh, half circle on the analog stick. Yeah, that okay, little... that's annoying. Yeah. The analog you know, stick. You know what I would like to see? Yeah. But like in that moment where you like pull out a Poseidon's eyes by pressing L3 and R3 at the same time, that was probably the crowning moment of any quick time event in any game. Mm. Yep. <sighs> or just that was golden. I think just when you at the end of the game when you kill Zeus, the fact that you can just keep going and keep mashing mashing his head in. Yeah, it never ends. <laughs> <laughs> you could go how on long, forever. All right, all right, nobody talk. How long? How long did you go for? Five minutes uh, before you realized. I just, I knew... Uh, See, I played the game recently. I think about 45 seconds right after I got the trophy of, you know, congratulations, you beat the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I've, but I kept going. I, with the realization, like, I, I had fun with it, so I just kept going for about a minute and a half, and then I kind of got tired, so I'm like, eh. See, but I it was just, a lot of fun, yeah. I had heard uh, that, you know, you could keep going forever almost, so I thought maybe there was some sort of special thro- trophy for doing it for a long time. So I must have kept going for like five minutes. And uh, <laughs> wow! And you know, at the end of it, I just thought, "There's no way they're gonna reward me for doing it any longer than this. So I'm just gonna give up." And I mean, really, even a god, even a god skull has to be reduced to paste at some point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, I mean, there's just no logic to it. Which you're, 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 probably, you know, you're punching a puddle of blood on the you floor. That's basically what. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you needed the you needed the Nintendo Turbo controller for that. Mm. Just hold it down, tape it down, <laughs> come back ten minutes later. <laughs> uh, classic. Yeah, I but, I, um, I really ama- liked the. Uh, ama- uh, I really liked. I really liked the uh, the first person segments where they either uh, showed you what your animal uh, your, or the, the your victim I guess was seeing, or they showed you you know. A, Kratos' eyes in first person, uh, especially at the end. I really liked how that changed up the pace, and you know that's kind of connected to the quick time events because it only happens during the quick time events. Yeah, that, that was actually uh, change early perspective on, that was cool. one of the concepts. That, early on, that was one of the concepts uh, that they were thinking about for doing for God of War Three was having it be a first person, sh- a first person hack and slasher. Mm. Yeah, game. So um, that was. In- I bet you that's kind of where that came from. That they were just kind of giving a yeah. nod to that idea. Yeah, so. but worked. I'm glad. I'm glad they're so uh, they're able to implement it so well, though. It, it, I could just see that going wrong in every possible way. But yeah, um, oh, it actually can't, it surprised it surprised me with its quality. But I think one gameplay aspect that you always have to talk about is the opener. 
um, God of War games have always had an opener, even on the PSP, where they, they open up the game with this grand battle. And for me, it's um, even the Poseidon battle doesn't beat the Hydra battle in the first game. But, nope. Um, I really do. I really do. I think these are the best parts of the game, which kind of makes me difficult to finish the game. But uh, the fight with Poseidon on um, Gaia was visually impressive, but I just felt a bit disappointed with its executions just compared to the other games, and I wanted to know what you guys thought. I, I just agree. thought it was broken up a bit too much. Yeah, like, there, there were too many segments where cut to cinematic and then cut back and then cut back to cinematic and. I agree. I, yeah. There were too much of the whole, you know, uh, fighting the different arms of Poseidon. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, think. I think it was a... It was a well, that's not the same thing, that's the same thing you did with the Hydra. You did the same thing with the Hydra. You had to fight the little heads but before you fought the big head. True. Necessarily, but, but there was a, great, that, there was a greater was... sense of progression. It, was, it wasn't as repetitive as it felt with, um, with Poseidon. And a lot of times it wasn't broken up by many cinematics. Also, remember... It, I mean, it, it, Remember, that was the first time we saw that. Yeah. So, you know, they basically yeah, that's, did that's the same what thing. I was going to say. I actually do think the third one, I thought the third opener was the best opener, only because I think you got to put yourself back in, once again, in your God of War 1 shoes, that, oh my god, that spike just went through that thing's head. It was the first time we had ever seen anything that violent, I think, in a game, like, mm. to that extent. And that's what I felt like at that moment, was like, no way that shit just happened. And so I don't know. There's a desensitization aspect in there as well. So, yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I didn't freak out how much I loved the sequence where he beats Poseidon to a pulp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that whole of puncturing the eyes with the L3 and R3. Yeah. Well, not just punctu- not just puncturing the eyes. Also breaking his neck with his eye sockets as the leverage. Like. <laughs> Just, just smashing in his head into the rock, really, at the beginning. Just that whole feeling of the screen moving towards the rock and then coming to a sudden stop. Just so excellently done. Yeah. As far as it being the worst... As far as it being like the worst opening, the worst opening nah, the, I think the second one, the second yeah, opening oh, yeah. was way too yeah. much... Uh, I mean, uh, it was great to fe- fight the Colossus of Rhodes, but... Uh, no, you, when you kind of launch yourself into it, and then you have to fight your way back up again, it just felt like you yeah. weren't winning so much as for just um, I don't know. It just feels like a beginning level. Yeah, I think really it's ha- know, it's hampered by the graphics of the PS2 as well. I think that fight would be awesome with you know a new engine and everything like that. It's sort of like how I felt with uh, the fight uh, you had with Chronos. That was an excellent fight, and and I think it would have been oh, yeah. kind of like that if. God of War 2 was done on the PS3. Although, admittedly, when I, I was going when I was going through the HD, um, the God of War collection, the Colossus of the Roads fight did not benefit from any higher graphics. Although you could mean by graphical engine, you could mean greater fidelity, which allowed for less breaking up. But just graphically speaking, an HD wash doesn't doesn't cover up well, the uh, the second opener's faults. And I'm, I mean, I mean, you know, the fact that you could break off his nail, you know, that kind of stuff, more visceral eh, stuff. Yeah. You couldn't do that. I don't know. I think what was cool about the what was cool about the Colossus of Rhodes was that the you know we had never seen something that big in a video game before. You know, what I mean, up to God of War, maybe Shadows of Colossus is yeah. the rival. Shadow of the Colossus that was, was definitely big. Definitely big. Shadow of the Colossus yeah. was definitely bigger. But was that? Yeah. But it no. wasn't. But it wasn't quite. Didn't have the fluidness of the Colossus. You know what I mean? Like it, like uh, the Shadows of Colossus was, was just really slow movements. You know. 
Yeah, and was that well, yeah, uh, but, was that but, before but or the, after God of War? But the problem is, two. oh, um, Colossus was before God of War two, I think. I'm yeah. gonna pretty yeah, pretty sure. Way but, the, but the comparison between that is the Colossus. You see it. You climb up its foot. You go up to its head. One straight movement. I mean, you can fall. You could, you know, you can move around. But it was all one fluid motion. Whereas the Colossus, it was broken up. You had to leap across an entire stage just to get around his body. Hmm. So it felt um, the Colossus felt a lot more visceral like you were there because you're climbing up one thing and it's really laborious so it really gave you a sense that you're actually climbing up this gigantic beast whereas the Colossus of Rhodes just felt like a kind of a a very very big um, macro annoyance in a a grand level and plus at the time at the time you are a god (laughs) yes so it's not that big of a challenge really well, and you're also, they, they gave the Colossus the splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 treatment of only showing him from the waist up. Yeah. So. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's a deep reference. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think, I think we've moved on from basic gameplay in God of War 3 by now. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Uh, I do want to talk a bit about the difficulty setting, uh, or a uh, difficulty of, of the game, curve? I mean, the yeah, I mean, you you uh, you have easy, normal, and hard, and then something else, right? Like col- God, chaos, I, mode. chaos, chaos mode. Yeah, yeah, chaos mode. So I played the game on normal, and I wish because Kip, you you kind of recommended that I play it on hard, and I wish I took you up on that because it was kind of easy for me. Yeah. At least. On hard, it was a challenge. It was a challenge on hard, especially Zeus. I had to I had to fight him like thirty times before okay. I beat him. So, yeah, I... uh, Ben, what did you play? When on? I'm reviewing a game, I can't afford that uh, luxury of difficulty. I have to keep it on normal because uh, I have to I have the time limit to you know have a time limit to uh, make this a uh, relevant review. So. Yeah, and you have to. I mean, I think when you when you you play a review, you always choose the default setting because that is typically the setting the developers intended players to play on first. And so, as a reviewer, you you have yeah. And so, as a reviewer, you sort of have to, uh, you know, play the play it the way most people will, and and review it uh, based on that criteria. Uh, But I do Mm -hmm. I do definitely suggest maybe if if you're a hardcore God of War fan, or even if you played the old ones, just start on hard because you won't be as disappointed by the difficulty rating. Not rating, but uh, uh, yeah. And I mean, if you if you listen to the developer diaries, the the guys basically said that from Santa Monica too. They were just like, for seasoned players, you may want to start on hard. For regular newcomers to the game, because they knew there was going to be lots of newcomers, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, yeah. But even within the normal difficulty, I thought there was a kind of interesting wavering difficulty curve when it came to per- boss per boss battle. But was that just me? Did you guys feel that too? I, I mean, think just, so, yeah. Just in terms of the big fights, for example, start off with a medium degree of difficulty, and then per segmented level, it kind of had an uneven fluctuation. It felt like I was um, almost playing a difficulty, different difficulty setting at, in each level. Mm. Kronos, for example, was piss easy. He was just, oh, I didn't die Or too easy. Yeah. Uh, Hercules, for example, was easy, but I do kind of get, he's just a demigod, he's just like Kratos, only Kratos has... I guess more powers now than he does, so I guess that makes yeah. sense. But I mean, Kronos... you know who was easy? Hera. I mean, I didn't have to press one button to kill Hera. Yeah. <laughs> you but she was emotionally know. tough. It was emotionally tough to beat her. <laughs> also, by the way, uh, I think you know, that was, I think that's my favorite my favorite representation of Hera ever. 
just like this old cougar yeah. who's just so broken down by his, his, her husband's infidelity. He's like, oh, there is my husband yeah, again. Fucking yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I marry him? She's the evil stepmom. Yeah. You know who yeah. was easy? Aphrodite. Aphrodite was easy as hell. <laughs> uh, oh. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I didn't think. I didn't think Hercules was that Oosh. easy. I mean, when you were fighting off all the bad guys at once at the same time as trying to fight him at the beginning, I thought that was kind of hard. Yeah, but you played on hard. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. true. Well, I played it on normal. I beat it on normal first, and then I beat it on hard the- afterwards. Oh, uh, so. okay. okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I I I didn't have any problems with him. I maybe. You know, came within an inch of my life once, and then I regained my HP by doing some stuff. But yeah. I, I think, um, I, I think you know, Kronos is the crowning disappointment of a boss fight. It is a cool boss fight. It looks awesome. You do awesome stuff to him. That looks extremely painful, but it's not hard mm-hmm. at all. It's not a challenge at yeah. all. Hades, especially you would think, think was actually side. weirdly hard. I mean, you know, especially as the first boss. Hades? Well, no, no, technically post yeah. oh, yeah. was, but, yeah. you know. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, but Hades within was the story hard. context, Hades was, yeah. And Hades is a big dude. He's one of the big three uh, gods, so it makes sense that he's going to be hard, but... Uh, I mean, yeah. but the big three is basically Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades, right? Yeah. yeah. Zeus, Poseidon, yeah. and Hades, yeah. the elder yeah. three uh, children of Kronos. Yeah. Yeah, they're the brothers, and then Which... Zeus tricks Hades into going down the underworld after he uses uh, the... After he uses the Kraken or whatever, so yeah, release the but, Kraken. Um, wasn't by the way, <laughs> just a just a uh, Greek mythology question. Uh, didn't wasn't uh, the big three supposed to get their powers by ripping their father to shreds? No, um, I don't remember reading something along uh, reading no, mythology um, along. No, no basically, Chronos swallowed. Every- Kronos swallowed everybody, um, except for Zeus. Zeus came back after growing up on a separate island and freed his brothers from, uh, freed his family from Kronos. And just, it doesn't necessarily go into detail how, but um, they were just mm-hmm. retrieved from his uh, his bowels, as it were, which is yeah. Which and then is Zeus, after he, yeah, and after Zeus beats them, then he says, okay, you're in charge of the sea, and you get all the powers of the sea. You're in charge of the underworld, and you get all the powers of the underworld, and I'm in charge of the sky, and I get all the... So he had powers to divvy up, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I thought they had it, to choose yeah, their domain, and Poseidon let Zeus choose the sky because he was the oldest. And Poseidon kind of like, eh, what's up in the sky? I'm going to take the sea. Everything's underneath the sea, and then Freaking Hades, like I'm left with the underworld. You know, it's like Charlie Brown in in the Halloween special. I got a rock. <laughs> I yeah. got a rock. Yeah, actually no. Well, uh, no Hades, Hades, Hades got tricked. Hades. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, um, in essence, it depends on the kind of story you're reading. But it, either Hades got tricks, uh, but Hades is probably the god that made the most of his of his position because not only did he get the underworld, he's the um, he lives in the domain of the immortal souls. Even the good souls live in Hades, in, except in the Elysian Fields. So he has domain over all the soul, souls, and he has the closest access to the fates because of their relationship to the souls. So Hades made everything work. So it's um, it's yeah. reasonable to believe that he would have this kind of un, unexpected difficulty because he's a guy that um, he's basically the devil. So he's very he's very able to. to uh, be manipulative, yeah. but you would think because yeah. Hades was difficult, Poseidon was you know starting the game out difficult, and Zeus is Zeus, 
you think Kronos would be, you know, kind of like the Final Fantasy boss that's harder before the end boss. But, but really, the Colossus, the Colossus guys, they really lost all their powers. They're basically left with these huge bodies, and that's it. They have their size, and that's it. Well, no, 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 because the, they have all their powers because Kratos brought them back from the past when they still had their powers. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's why a lot of yeah. the bodies still had, you know, the sauna so, on it, or they had the molten rock. So it was just indicative that they still had their abilities from the yeah. War of the Titans. Yeah. So did anybody, um, speaking speaking of Hades, did anybody play Chains of Olympus for the PSP besides me? Uh, I played yeah, like I played five hours. I did, yeah. So that was that was cool. Um, that was I just like that you you killed. I can't even remember her name, but you kill uh, Hades' wife essentially in that game. For that's like the big boss. Yeah, that's what you yeah, kill at the end. Yeah. So. Spoiler alert. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but, so it was uh, cool connecting. I like the connection. So. But yeah. What, what did you... I mean, we talked a little bit about Aphrodite, but what did you guys guys think of how she sort of fit into the whole thing? Because she's sort of passive, really. She doesn't really care one way or the other. Yeah, I liked how mm. there was a giant vagina above her bed. <laughs> Did anybody all, else yeah. notice that? that the yeah. curtains were in a shape yeah, of a vagina? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I can look it up there. It's like, oh, watch she's the a director's fan. commentary. If you watch the or if you watch the extra DLC stuff, like there's a woman who designed that, and she's like, yep, I am the best feminist in the world because I snuck a vagina into the most masculine game in history. <laughs> so, <Awesome>. Wow. <laughs> uh, but, I mean... Doesn't it does it make sense that you know, I mean, Kratos is basically the end of Olympus, right? And so he's the end of her as well. Yet she doesn't really care. No, I, mean, I think she... it's just a knowledge that she uh, that she can get by with her with her body. She knows she knows what she has, and that's uh, that's that's Aphrodite. She knows that regardless of what happens, she can she can work her way to whatever hap- uh, to surviving. So I think yeah. that's what was more that was being shown. It was just, uh, it wasn't necessarily her just being blasé about the whole thing. Yeah, you know what? I Overall, just, I would have liked to see better gods that you fought. Like, why did you fight Helios, who's like a demigod? And why did hey, Helios you... Hey, Helios was a god. Like a, you should have fought... A, no, but he's like not a full... He's not like Apollo. Like, Apollo no, should no. have been the god you fought. Not Helios, his little bitch. Didn't you like, kill... Like, pull, pull my house. <laughs> Wait, didn't you so. kill Ap- Ap- uh, Apollo at some point though, in the other games? No. You didn't. No, I don't believe, uh, Bennett, do you remember killing Apollo? Uh, I don't remember, no, I I don't remember killing Apollo. I guarantee you didn't kill Apollo. So. Uh, okay, so where is Apollo? He just wasn't in the game. They used Helios <laughs> instead of Apollo, and I would have also liked to see, um, uh, like, why well, did Helios, they have the messenger guess, of Apollo the Apollo is the Roman name for Helios. Really? Yeah. No. I don't believe so. No, Apollo's the god of the sun, and then Helios is the one who pulls the sun across the sky, I thought. No, no, Helios is, um, I think Helios is a... Huh. Okay. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Wikipedia this, alright? Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. But I mean, needless, I mean, there, there was better gods that they could have used, I felt like, you know, than, than the ones they chose to use, as far as killing, so. Yeah. Well, if they wanted to be creative, they could use Hestia, the goddess of the hearth. Just because she's sitting beneath Olympus with this giant flaming heart that was supposed to represent the home, just trying to make that—I mean, well, she's the god of housewives. Trying to make her an interesting yeah. battle—that'd be interesting. Who's 
Who's the god of partying and all that shit? Date? Is it Date? Oh, oh, oh Dionysus. Yeah, wouldn't he have been a kick-ass one? I think he would have been a kick-ass boss, and they could have, like, implemented him into the world, and I, that would have been way cooler than stupid-ass uh, Helios or whatever. Okay, so Helios... Well, he did have death cutting off his legs. Helios, so. Helios is actually Apollo. Uh, it says, yeah. as time passed, Helios was increasingly identified as the god of light, Apollo. Yeah. Oh, so it's, okay. it's it's one and the same. See? Ah, bam, bam. <laughs> Burn. Your... Yep. <laughs> Sunburn. Oh. <laughs> oh. That, that hurt, Kip. That, that hurt me deep down inside. I know. Sorry. <laughs> But I mean, there there are definitely a lot of ways that they could have gone with it. Uh, I mean, uh, I guess it's kind of strange that they did Zeus as the final boss again. Uh, yeah. But but I guess he had to die. But I, I don't think I think they could have you know done Athena as the final boss or something. Well, or they, I think they should have done the Titans. Like that would have been the natural progression. That like wouldn't it? Have, I thought the ending for sure was going to be he helps he helps the Titans kill the gods and then the god like everybody else the titans try to turn on him and he says fuck it you know I would imagine uh, he would turn on really them wanted to, if they really wanted to up the ante Kratos would have to kill Uranus you know the father of Kronos he's like you know what I'm just gonna kill everything Uranus you're yeah. next yeah <laughs> and that would be difficult because Uranus is the sky he is literally the sky. He is the heavens that overlook Gaia, who is supposed to represent the Earth. So, yeah, he's just going to kill everything, and then everything's going to live in a blank void. He, he's going to damn the entire universe into purgatory. Yeah, that would be an interesting. That seems like the kind of thing that Kratos would be down with. Regardless, I don't yeah. think <laughs> they would have a problem with you know uh, solidifying uh, uh, Uranus. Uranus. Yeah, I don't think you know that's a problem for them. Just, Although the yeah, problem but I, is, I don't uh, know, and that, that would have been a little ridiculous to me. That would have just been going over, over the top. So. <laughs> yeah, and plus, I mean, Uranus was already defeated by Kronos, who castrated him, so I really don't want to fight a dickless titan. It just doesn't seem like a, a really nice way to end a game. I, <laughs> plus, you know, the, the entire build-up is Zeus. I'm just not sure exactly how you could how you could one-up yourself when you when your entire development time is built on one singular motive. I know, but that's the thing. is that That's what part two was building it up to mm. Zeus. Part mm. three shouldn't have... They should have done something else. Like, part two yeah, was but, that. Yeah, Zeus yeah, should have died in did. the beginning. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I think... And also, Gaia died in a sort of lame way. Yeah. It, it was a little too easy. She's supposed to be Earth, basically. Yeah. And, and you know, first you cut off her hand, sort of, and then mm. you stab her heart while killing Zeus. Or something. Although that that was a cool moment when she came back and she was just like, "I didn't mean to try to trick you," and he was like, "Fuck that, too late." Yeah. You know, that that was very <laughs> human. That was very like what people would really do, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> but we're speaking about all the gods. We're speaking about all the titans. And if we can, I really want to harp on one point. If I want harp on one point in this uh, in this spoiler alert, I want to talk about the voice cast. Because this is a this is a real cavalcade of voice talent here. I mean, Bennett uh, was telling me he got the game a little bit before me, and or he he had heard something about it, I don't know recall, but he said that Rip Torn was Hephaestus. I'm like, wait, I'm not sure if that would work. And then in game, of course, Rip Torn's Hephaestus, and it's beautiful. Yeah. And they have this mm -hmm. it just the voice cast for everything. I thought it was pitch perfect. But um, 
Any thoughts on you guys? I know Bennett loved uh, whoever played Hercules. Oh, Kevin Sorbo as Yeah, it was Hercules. actually Kevin. It was the guy who played Hercules. <laughs> it was the actual guy who played Hercules in the TV show. Oh, that was right, hilarious. Right, the TV show, yeah. Cool. Wait, the the but, Disney TV show? Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. The, um, no, not the, the live TV action. Show. Okay, the, yeah. the live action. Okay. The live like, action. Like, was the Xena Warrior Princess was the spinoff. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Lucy Lawless and, like, Kevin Sorbo. She was awesome in uh, Spartacus, by the way. God, I, you know what I've always had a crush Although, on? Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Although it would from... be kind of funny to hear Sean Astin's voice out of uh, out of Hercules in that game. <laughs> uh, uh, I, like I will defeat you, Hades, versus I will kill you, Kratos. You know, that same kind of, like, Disney hero voice. <laughs> I would love to have him sing with that character model. That would have been hilarious. Just saying, I will go the distance. I will Disney go Hercules. the distance and kill you, Kratos. <laughs> and he smashed your, your head. And... Oh, that's oh, that would have been so awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah but... Um, but what about, yeah, but what about Kratos himself? Person? Who does, who plays him? Oh, no, it was, uh, um, he's... I forgot the guy. He's nobody famous. But it was kind of awesome, though. I think you know, if he if he's not famous, he should be, because uh, yeah. just the, you really didn't ever consider that someone other than you know Kratos with his background could have done that voice, and yeah. and yet that's exactly the case. Yeah, that's some is great Terrence YouTube PC. clip of him doing yeah. the vo- him doing the voice outside of the. Uh, there's some great YouTube clips of him doing the voice outside of, uh, like, just a video camera on him, like, yelling it at a crowd, and it's fucking hilarious, so uh, I'll, check uh, that out. I'll definitely include that in the post from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, and the voice of Kratos is Terrence T.C. Carson. That is his name. That's, hmm. that's and hmm. no, he isn't Ooh. really well known. Ooh. Linda Hunt. Linda in Hunt the... plays Gaia, who is, she's been doing, you know, she's, an old hand for TV and uh, stage, I believe. So, really cool. And let's not and let's not forget Malcolm McDowell as Daedalus. Oh yeah, mm, nice. Come on, that's amazing. And of course, we have because uh, he has to be in every game ever. Nolan North is Hades. <laughs> Are what? you kidding? Seriously? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. No, this um, Hades for the original God of War. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but I'm not sure exactly. Oh, oh. Um, voice voice actor for um, Hades and God of War 3. I'm pretty sure it was the same. I am just not exactly sure. Let me check. Do, 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 do. Hades, Clancy Brown in this time. Okay. So Nolan yeah, North did not come back. Good good move, Sony Santa Monica. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have recognized his voice anywhere, and I did not recognize it in, in this game, so I was kind of surprised. Yeah, his little, ch- his little like, silly chuckle, sarcastic humor as Hades. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, um, um, so, so, you know, another thing I think, you know, has to be talked about with this game is the graphics and and, and sound design. Uh, the, the music just, I just want to talk about this. Have you ever, you know, experienced music so, so fitting to, to, to the action on screen? To me, that was, yes. I mean, there's a difference between, like, bombastic orchestral uh, themes that are very much prevailing in gaming nowadays versus one that's both bombastic and memorable. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. It, I mean, you not only does it have to punctuate the action on screen, but it also has to, you know, leave a mark on you, even when you're not playing it. Like, you can play back the theme in your head, like, verbatim, or not verbatim, but, like, you know, note from note. Mm. And that's, I think that's the hallmark of a truly uh, well-crafted score, if it can do that. Even people who don't play God of War games know this. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. dun 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 Dun, yeah. Dun, 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 when you would press start game and you would see the side of Kratos' face and it would just zoom out and you were in-game. Yeah. 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 That is really mm-hmm. how detailed his face is all the time in the game. Yeah. I just... Yeah. That is just... Oh my god. And to add to that, how cool was that that they changed that part of the game up? Yeah. Fucking That's... Gaia jumping out of nowhere scared the shit out of me. I was like, here we go, <laughs> playing the demo now. Oh my god. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> As far as, yeah, the, yeah. as far as that opening uh, title screen goes, no, nothing can top the one when you press new game and then you see Kratos say, The gods of Olympus have abandoned me. And yeah. then, and then he jumps off. off the cliff, yeah. 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 I mean, as far Again. as an intro to a game is concerned, I think that is probably top five at least of all time. Mm. Wow. Definitely. I, I, mean, I completely agree. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what better way to start a game than to see yourself kill yourself? <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think what do you think for for making the game feel like a movie you know which is kind of their goal of course is to make it into this action epic what do you think was better this or uncharted 2 or uncharted yeah uncharted 2 yeah uncharted, uncharted 2, 2 yeah uncharted 2 I, I would disagree with you on your core point i don't think god of war 3 was meant to be emulating a movie i think it really was down ball, balls deep in the concept of being a game, video game, game, game. That's yeah, it. I think I think the problem with that that uh, uh, that theory is that uh, with God of War three, you do really have this really deep game mechanic of upgrading your skills and all that stuff. Whereas you know, Uncharted two is just you play it and you you, you can do everything. Yeah, really. you can do from the start, you can do it at the end of the game as well. Except you find more weapons, which is just you know happenstance. I mean, like, I don't know. I think, I think it's took... very Lord of the Rings esque. I think it's very those epic moments where it just zooms out and you see the scale and yeah, all but that. What... I think that's very Lord of the Rings esque. What? Uh, why does that have to be a hallmark of movies and not just of both games and movies? I would actually argue that the modern, uh, you know, a lot of movies have been influenced by games for that exact reason. Not necessarily the scale, but I just think uh, you know, com- uh, intermedia comparisons at this point in time are just kind of fruitless especially for god of war where it's just even if yeah there's obviously tropes borrowed from cinema there's obviously some aspirations that were gained by watching cinema but it's all given to the uh, it's all put forth in the core experience at hand which is a video game i just don't think that um, comparing between media forms are unless of course it's like uncharted 2 which is very much emulating a 1980s action film a la indiana jones and really when you come you know, down to it, the stone romancing the stone i think that's me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, throw it up. I mean, you, you you got a million that you can throw out, but yeah, Ben's probably closer on the mark than I am. But I mean, uh, just when you come down to it, I mean, 
movies are, uh, you know, games are inspired by movies, and movies are inspired by, uh, you know, theater, and theater is, is inspired by books, etc., etc. And you know, at some point, we just got to be able to say that they have a lot of things alike, but that doesn't mean uh, certain styles belong to a certain medium. And they're not interchangeable. And let's face it, if God of War was a movie, I don't think it would be really good. God of War is going to be a movie. It was going to be a movie. No, it is going to be a movie. They actually have a lead actor now. Was this unknown? If you took the direct plot of, like, say, God of War 1, as awesome as that, as awesome as it works for a game, it doesn't quite work for a movie. Usually, usually, usually characters like Kratos get kind of boring if you aren't the one who's kind of making him do this all badassery. It just feels sort of like, uh, I don't know. I think what, Kratos would be the, the, the villain in the movie, I think. Yeah. Well, he's the anti-hero. I mean, that's what he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but in a movie, uh, I think more than in a game, you want to identify with the hero. And I don't think, I don't think anyone could do that with Kratos. I, Not I, without... I think yeah. Viewers being serial killers. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Isn't there, isn't there a part of you though that always cheers for Freddy Krueger and Jason and you know what I mean? Well, yeah, but that's because nope. the heroes are freaking dumbasses. Yeah. Oh, versus in a, the in a fight between Kratos kills. <laughs> hey, I vote for Zeus anytime, man. I'm a big Poseidon fan too. But I think we're getting a bit off a tangent here again. But one thing I really want to talk about while we're on presentation is the gore. Oh, oh the my gore. God, the yeah. delicious, delicious. I was there at E3 for the uh, E3 presentation, and that was the first time really that we saw Zipper Tech in action. It was that part of the demo where you stab the Blades of Chaos into the uh, the gut of the centaur and just slide it across his uh, slide it across his belly, where his entrails just flop out. And there's realistic in, um, physics on each organ, so you see them bobbing up everywhere. And Kratos gets covered in blood real time, and you know you're choking people with their eye sockets, pulling off heads, and ripping people apart. Yeah, I that was they, that was probably the hardest to watch moment for me. I'm pretty hard when it comes to violence, but when I was ripping off uh, Helios's head, even I had to go like, oh, I feel a little ah. Yeah, and I, then I, you I, see like I, little sinew flapping around in the wind, twirling in the yeah. noonday sun as you keep this rotting head with you. See, I kind of yeah. think you think I, it starts to sink, sink after a while. I, I kind of feel like the effect is kind of lost on me because I'm I, I mentioned this before. I'm desensitized to all violence and horror, so I basically feel nothing except maybe you know that looks cool. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I guess I would have had a greater, exper- greater experience if that wasn't the case. But I still think it's really impressive, and I, and I really re- like to see that sort of thing. You know, it's it's kind of bold to me. I think the, I think it, the gratuity works in the setting that it is. If yeah. you had this level of gore in Uncharted, uh, if we continue that, exce- that exception, it would feel completely disgusting, and we would feel dirty and take many showers after we played it. But here, the story works for it, the the atmosphere works for it, the level design works for it, hell, the character works for it. And I think they um, they actually went beyond the, the a point of, of political correctness, and I think they hit that note on, see, right on the head. See, it was just a little less. I have, to, I, have to, I have to confess, the thought of Nathan Drake pulling off one of the terrorists' heads and then holding it up and keeping it with him <laughs> is hilarious to me. <laughs> Okay, so let me just ask a question here. Uh, that's going to seem a little bit weird. Uh, what if you did what you did to Poseidon to, um, uh, let's say, uh, Pandora? Would you have a different feeling about that? 
like if oh you're, are you trying to pull like that uh violence towards men versus violence towards women kind of thing kind of yeah Black children well then again yeah, like yeah, when you did with the like sirens you, you broke their back by you know folding them in half like paper so but those um, were but, but Bennett but Bennett those were ugly women <laughs> oh well good point excuse you me know, let me let me let me bring up something um in my in my film and media class that i teach we actually played god of war 3 for we did a week on classical conditioning in video games and and masculinity in video games and um there was two girls in in my class and the two women when they saw you know the part where you shoot the 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 what do they call the thing with the boobs that fly and you jump from one harpies. to another yeah harpies oh the harpies you shoot the harpies yeah, they they have to keep journals during that part of the class. Both women in the class wrote how disgusted they were by that moment because it, those were like one of the few characters that were females, and you clearly just stabbed them, used them, and then threw them away. And I was just thinking, wow, I would have never thought of it that way from like hmm. a feminist perspective. Of literally, you're just you're the only thing with boobs. You stab and then throw away when you're done with it. Oh, oh no, 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 no. There was another moment. Remember when you're in Poseidon's place and then you get Poseidon's wife and then you throw her underneath the gears and crushes her just yeah, so yeah. that way you could get through? That was a much more brutal uh, viewpoint. And literally, you have to protect her until you don't need her anymore, then kill her. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a much more, I mean, if you're trying to go for the whole uh, uh, gender gender uh, stereotype, uh, gender roles in society, at least in you know prehistorical society... That's a little bit more of a. <laughs> I mean, I, I would I would argue that you know for true uh, equal equal treatment, you know, violence against women should be just as you know horrific as violence against men. But of, obviously, uh, at the moment, it's not. It's much more horrific. Uh, so I, I think that, that argument is that argument is ridiculous. I'm just going to throw that. Out there. <laughs> Well, I, 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 I know what you, I, I know exactly what you're going to say. Uh, yeah. I, I do kind of agree, but at the same time, you know, I, I still kind of sympathize with the other viewpoints. I'm going to uh, round out the point here and say, you know, if they did that, would that be unacceptable to you? If they did, you know, replace uh, Poseidon with Pandora, would that be? Ex- would you just walk away from the game at that point? No. Um. You know, they would have to dehumanize her a lot more. You know, that's what, that, whenever you have to kill, like, children in video games, they always dehumanize them or make them secretly adults in children. You know what I mean? They have to dehumanize them. Yeah, No, wait, 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 wait. There was one game where you could kill a baby. And it was not like uh, a, like a straight up baby. That was the suffering ties that bind. You could literally kill a baby in its crib. Like, shotgun blasted. Great. <laughs> While, while it's it, cracked it, out, actually, mother funny, was sitting next to her. Uh, oh, yeah, the, like, to her. actually, there was a funny part of it. Like, if you do kill the baby, the mother's a crackhead. So, like, she's like, oh, there goes my baby, I guess. More crack for me. <laughs> it's the... It's the horrifying but, but anyway, no. Uh, uh, to, ask your question, <laughs> to answer your question, without that dehumanizing element or de-childing element, I don't think it would have been acceptable. I think I would have been really put off. Even that scene where you were kind of throwing that girl around, that put me off quite a bit. So, mm. But there, well, but in, if you made Pandora have that boss fight of the level of Poseidon, I think it would if you built it up, you know, with the energy that you spent beating her and then you killed her. I don't think it would be that bad. I mean, remember the fate. Um, the first few fates, from, or the first fate from God of War 2. She was in a very attractive woman and you killed her. 
But so I but mean, she had, I think she had pretty... more power. There's a power dynamic, and anytime you're uh, talking about gender, there's a power dynamic that they had more power than Kratos, supposedly. And the same thing, and then even with Hera, in order for in order for you to kill her in the game, she has to be like an alcoholic. She has to be not doing her job, and she has to at the end say something terrible to you that was like inhuman for her to say before you can kill her. I mean, basically, Kratos lost his temper with her. Uh, yeah. You know, not like it's not like he doesn't do that often, but still, they really emphasize that point that you know she she pushed too many buttons on him. Uh, yeah. I, and I, yes, I do mean you know if if that was a female you know boss character god. Uh, so I do get your point. Uh, I just think I think maybe we're a little bit oversensitive about that stuff. Maybe. Uh, and of course, I'm not the right person to speak because I'm not of the right gender. So I don't really have that experience. But. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it to me it seems like uh, this the, the symbolism that they're doing with the harpies and with with Poseidon's wife that is bad to me because that is you know exactly that that is using the woman and throwing her away but if they first empower her and then you do the same thing I think that would be different but I do think I don't I don't yeah. think largely that would be acceptable still to the gaming audience. And, th- and that's the that's the component that makes rape rape, though. Yeah. Is that the person with less power gets all power taken from them by the person with more power. That's the devastating part, not the act. Mm. The act is just sex. You know what I mean? It, that's not what emotionally scars the people for the next twenty years. Mm. It's having the power taken from them, and then they want vengeance. I think and they this want is all this. A little too uh, heavy for a game talk. Uh, uh, yeah. That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> so. So rounding out on that point, uh, uh, spoiler alert: God of War three and rape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we liked it, didn't we? Yes, loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, it got um, definitely a satisfying action game. Very, very satisfying. Actually, I want to mention one more thing before we end, and that's the absolute ending where you're inside uh, Kratos' head, and then afterwards, what happens? Uh, and the whole hope mechanic. Yeah. I, I, I didn't contrary, quite like it. I felt it was sort of like a retcon almost. I'm sorry. I felt like a retcon. You know, like a kind of culling back off of God of War One. Like, hey, wasn't like wasn't the Pandora's box supposed to be to fill like every evil in the world and also hope? But then, like at the end of God of War One, it's like, <laughs> no, in this version, it's just going to be you're going to make yourself all powerful. It's like, okay. Then God of War Three rolls around, and it's like, no, really, all the evils were released. It was released to the gods somehow, and. Uh, but hope was released into you, and that's what made you big and everything. And just like, duh. <laughs> yeah. this, where did this come? From? This was like this was like a boomerang almost. Like it was thrown at you in the first game, it missed you, but you didn't think too much of it. But then it came back in the third game, and it just whacked you right at the back of the head. Never what saw it coming. Least? Very M Night Shyamalan-y. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing actually. I, I did like when they kept doing that thing where they had her say like the they had her say that quote a couple times that mm. you know what I'm talking about yeah uh, when Pandora yeah, like hope all we have left worth fighting for basically hope is yeah, what that makes was us cool. fight. I like that moment I thought that was a cool moment where they especially when you're in his head and it just showed the outline of her saying it mm. and just that whole thing but actually once again it comes to the documentary thing that that was something that was just thrown on at the end that little inside Kratos head thing you actually see Stig who is the game director um, literally saying it he's like hey we're gonna 
change something about the ending and everybody in the room is like, oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> you can mm. just see everybody being like, it's so close to release. Mm. So, Yeah, I think, I think I didn't like the whole thing. Um, I kind of wish Kratos would, on his own, be able to defeat Zeus. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish, you know, they kind of prettied it up, really. They, they, they added some sunflowers and, and baskets yeah. and, and, you know, love hippie, go for it. Um, stuff. I just, I wish Kratos would just, yeah, exactly, just break the rules and be able to kill a god just because that's what he does. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do, I, I don't know, I didn't like the, the, uh, the whole inside Kratos head, head sequence when when he runs around and you meet the family again and and all that it was it was very difficult to navigate yeah I I really didn't like it yeah it, well it's... I think you were supposed to be though I think it was supposed to be difficult to navigate that was kind of the point I felt it, like it's well, like the, it's like the Max Payne dreams when he walks on the bloodline yeah mm. yeah um, you know that. what's interesting about that though is that he they already did that they did that in God of War one at the very end you have to protect your wife and child, and you're, you're fighting oh, yeah. inside his head. Yeah. And so I thought that was kind of strange. Once again, I felt like they relied far too much on what they did in God of War 1, and mm. it kind of it just came off and as lazy. And did much better in God of War 1. That's still my favorite moment in the entire series, where you have to, where you can hug your family to give them part of your health as you fight. Mm. That's yeah. good. Yep. Um, and another thing, at the end, at the very end, Kratos' body disappears after he stabs himself with the Sword of Olympus. Uh, and gets this huge gaping hole in his chest and stomach. Then after the uh, the um, uh, credits, credits, yeah, uh, suddenly it's gone, and there's this whole blood trail leading down to the ocean. Which yeah, yeah, is there Wait, a God of War four going on? Are we gonna get another one? They said they're done with Kratos, uh, except for you know spinoffs like Ghost of Sparta. So I have no idea what that means. Yeah, well, um, they're done with they're done with Kratos until they see the money signs come in. Yeah, and then they're like, "Yeah, we need to make another so, one." <laughs> I, I mean, make- I don't think it's smart, really, for Sony to kill off their really one huge freaking franchise. I mean, that. Well, and- I mean, as far as business sense, maybe not. But as far as like a story sense, I mean, everything comes to an end. I mean, there's. Even gods die, so Kratos would have to go away in some way, form, or another. I mean, I mean, if this is the last game, then yeah, that's fine to have. I think that's, you know, it, it's probably the best ending you're gonna get as far as you know satisfaction is concerned. But when they added that, I think that was them saying them trying to have their cake and eat it too. It's like, yeah, we killed Kratos off, or did or we? Or did we? Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, I. I- I mean, I mean, they did a lot of other stuff to tell that there was going to be more stories to come, like all the stuff with his brother in Hades and his mom, you know, all the little messages that were left around. And they've been, you know, and even that line where Guy is like, you should have chosen the other one. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've been, they're setting it up for something. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. But isn't the other one uh, Hercules? No, no, no I, I don't think like so. actual I think maternal were... brother, like actual maternal yeah. brother. Okay, Kratos had another brother who, uh, yeah, I don't think was killed in Sparta and then came of age in in uh, Hades. Okay, but, like completely left alone throughout the entire series. Okay, yeah. and then um, there was most... like that one moment in the end where uh, the helicopter, Blackhawk helicopters, arrive at the carcass of Kronos with Pandora's yeah. temple still attached to the back. Well, that's, that was, that's uh, from God of War one. That's actually from God I know, of War 1. But, but I'm just saying, uh, as far as like God of War 4 or 5 or 
you know, whatever. What, what would you say if they gave this uh, the next God of War to It's Sleep Play, Play with Jim, David Jaffe? Um, I don't know, but did, did he... Yeah, they won't. Um, different developer. But he, didn't he say Jaffe had an ending plan for God of War 3 that, um, that was much different than this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah in the original, in the uh, Jaffe had an interview recently where they asked, they asked him and both Corey Barlog, who was the director for Part 2, how they would have ended the game. And uh, uh, Jaffe's actual answer was, well, no, he would kill off all the gods from Greek mythology, and then the next games would be a next, the next three series would involve him killing the Nordic gods, and he would continue to through, throughout different mythologies killing. And uh, he was actually, he didn't say that directly to somebody, but somebody else said that in an interview, and then Jaffe came on his blog, which he always does, and was like, I was misquoted, that's not what I meant, it was more intricate than that. So it was something along those lines. It would have been kind of funny to see uh, Kratos kill off the Egyptian pantheon, just to see how that kind of would play out. <laughs> um, as far as the Blackhawk helicopter, I would love to see uh, Modern God of Warfare. Oh, <laughs> shit. Thank uh, you. Thank like you. Kratos, Kratos with a sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> I think just Kratos with the Blades of Chaos up against tanks and shit. Yes. No, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be more the lines of Gears of War? Wouldn't it be kind of like a Gears of War ripoff with uh, two of those uh, rotating uh, saw blade guns yeah, attached the, to his the lancers, arms and swinging them around? At, yeah, the lancers. Two lancers attached to his like arms and he's swinging them around at um, Covenant. Or wait, God. who's the not Covenant? But, who's the who's the villain in Gears of War? Do we care? We don't care. No. Nah. Oh, or, oh, come oh, on, let's guess, let's have a crossover guess. here with uh, two of Sony's biggest uh, draws to its platform. We'll have Nathan Drake versus Kratos. So we'll just see who yeah. his smart can outlast itself against barbarism. <laughs> yeah. Soe oh, fighters. Sparky comments and then getting his head ripped off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think we all want to like, see that. Okay, but we it's are like, hey, out of time. We are out of Ratchet, time. I'm Ratchet, sorry, Kratos. <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. We are out Kratos of Kratos the dragon. <laughs> uh, this was Spoiler Alert, God of War 3 edition. Uh, we will be back in two weeks, probably with Alan Wake or Red Dead Redemption. And, uh, and uh, yeah, goodbye. Kratos the bandicoot. <laughs>